welcome to Enlightened, the enlightened journey of life. I am your host, Jen Hamilton, and it is an honor to have you here. I am a conscious life coach and women's empowerment mentor, and I activate a potent level of self and soul inquiry with my clients, which initiates deep and lasting transformation in all areas of their lives. I am here for the full human experience, authentically and audaciously sharing my magic with the world. On this podcast, we're all about mastering life on the way to enlightenment. And as we are here having a human experience, we might as well embrace it all. We play in the space of what is real and tangible, just as much as we play in the space of esoteric and metaphysical. You'll be ignited by deep conversation, whether through my own personal musings, interviews with incredible thought leaders around the world and everyday divine humans sharing their soulful stories. Thank you for being on this journey. Let's dive in. Hey, beautiful souls. Thank you for joining me again for another episode of the Enlifen podcast. And on today's episode, I really wanted to dive into the things that I have learned in my journey around NLP, hypnotherapy, and psychotherapy. You might be wondering what NLP is. So that's neuro-linguistic programming. So the way I like to describe it in layman's terms is essentially it's the, the programming or the neural pathways. It's the voice of the mind. It's the way that we um, have formed belief systems. It's the way that we um, have that in a dialogue and that we talk to ourselves and to really sort of understand the concept of how it works and how hypnotherapy works I want to tell you a little bit about how the subconscious mind works um, so if you're new to personal development or you haven't you know heard of the subconscious mind before the subconscious mind I want you to imagine that it's like the motherboard of a computer and it's storing all of the pieces of information that have come in throughout your entire life and the conscious mind or the parts of your mind that you have access to is like the desktop of a computer where you can open the files and you can access what you need to. You know that they're there, but you really don't understand how the operating system works, which is the subconscious mind. So to give you a bit of an outline of these brainwaves that I'm talking about, so there's five different types of brainwaves that we have. So there's delta, which is your deep sleep, and it's when you're um, like you won't you won't have any memory recall. It's when you're just completely out of it in the middle of the night. You've then got a theta brainwave. So it's the time where you're not quite awake, you're not quite asleep. So it's a very hypnotic state. Um, and I'll go into what a hypnotic state actually means a little bit later. Um, but it's like um, reduced consciousness, essentially. Then you've got the alpha state, which is where you're physically and mentally relaxed. So you're really, really calm. This is a really beautiful space that you get into generally through meditation. Then we've got our general awake, alert and conscious thinking state, which is called the beta and then we've got gamma as well, which is a heightened perception, um, problem solving, cognitive processing. So that's a really, really high frequency. The brainwave that I want to speak into today is theta. Okay, so the theta brainwave, like I mentioned, um, it's that really deep state of um, reduced consciousness, like a deep meditation. Um, we can dream in this state. But what happens when we are in this state is that our, um, our conscious mind essentially um, 
is not easy to be tapped into. So it's almost like the conscious mind takes a bit of a hike and we have access to our subconscious mind. So like I mentioned, the subconscious mind is home to 90% of all of the pieces of information we've ever taken in. And from the ages of zero to seven, we are permanently in a theta brainwave. Okay, so I want you to think of the time like when someone said to you, oh, kids are like little sponges. It's because they are. It's because in this theta brainwave, all of the pieces of information that are coming in are being stored in the subconscious mind and ultimately creating and and shaping belief systems, um, you know, creating patterns for ways of being, um, you know, creating habits as well. And we don't even realize, like we don't have enough knowledge essentially in our society that, you know, children are taking in this much information constantly. Now, even after the age of seven, we're in this state and from the ages of seven to 14, we're really starting to solidify these belief systems that we're creating or the conditioning, you know, that we're, um, we've taken on board, you know, from our parents, from school, from our caregivers, from our friends, even from like the TV, the radio, music playing, any any pieces of information that are, you know, delighting our senses, our mind is forming um, a program essentially around it. Okay. So the reason this has to do with, um, you know, hypnotherapy, as I mentioned, we when I'm getting um, a client into um, a hypnotic state, basically I'm getting them into such a deep level of relaxation that their conscious mind is like kind of off with the fairies and that this theta brainwave is activated. Therefore, they are highly suggestible. And through that space of suggestibility, they're open to receive um, new information coming in that their conscious mind can't argue with essentially. And it's such a beautiful space because, you know, a really good hypnotherapist will provide different avenues for different thought processes, um, you know, different, you know, different levels of programming, essentially, to rewrite stories of the mind, starting to create new neural pathways in the brain so that when the person comes out of this hypnotic state, they're able to see things from a different perspective. Generally, also what you'll have with um, hypnosis is a recording to listen to, I generally say before bed because you're getting into that theta brainwave anyway, and it really starts to load up this subconscious mind with, um, you know, with new suggestions of how they can live their life, new ways in which they can, um, you know, just see things from different perspective and ultimately create a new experience of life. And so one of the beautiful things about this is that we have this thing called mind plasticity. And it means that basically we're not stuck in our mindset. We can change and we can change our mind about literally anything in life. Because like I said, in those early years of our lives, we were bringing in all of this information, making our minds up about the world. And it wasn't necessarily right. We might have seen things on TV that, or seen particular movies, um, listened to songs, heard things at school that might not actually be true, yet how our minds have stored it and made it truth. And then we've lived our lives based on this perception. 
So hopefully this isn't going too deep for you. This is my normal. Um, so there will be a lot of this type of conversation. Um, so hopefully you can keep up with all of this. Um, it is fascinating to dive into. And I remember um, it was back in 2018. I was working at a gym at the time and I was listening to a podcast and they were interviewing a hypnotherapist. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that's it. I want to study hypnotherapy. I've always been fascinated with the mind. I've always been fascinated with, you know, how we have these particular belief systems, um, how we can change our mind about things. I'd had hypnotherapy once in the past and I actually had it to, um, to try and get more motivation in my life. I'd been through a breakup. This was many, many years beforehand. And I really wanted to, um, just, you know, really create better habits than what I already have. It actually turned into a past life regression, um, which is a um, kind of like a, a different technique to sort of general hypnotherapy. You can go on as a therapist to study past life regression if that's your thing. Um, it's definitely been something that's um, in my field. I'm looking at possibly studying past life regression next year. Um, but it was really, really interesting and I was absolutely fascinated by it. And if you've listened to the first episode of this podcast, you'll hear me mention that I went through um, a, a pretty epic breakup in 2017. Um, my kids' dad and I separated and there was a lot involved um, going through all of the motions, the downward spirals, the dark nights, all of that. And I was, I was feeling pretty lost at the time. So it took me probably about a year to get back on my feet. And like I said, I was at the gym working and I was listening to this podcast and I was like, yes, I need to study hypnotherapy. This blows my mind. And so I looked for um, some different um, places that I could study in Brisbane and nothing was really coming up. So I contacted a place that I had found in Sydney. And they said, oh, look, um, you know, sometimes we come to Brisbane and we run these things, but we do actually have, you know, um, a course starting in 10 days time here in Sydney, if you can get down here. And I thought, okay, all right, how can I make this work? Um, so my kids luckily at the time were in a family daycare. And the daycare mum was so supportive. She was happy to have the kids early on the days that I had to go to the airport and be at the airport at like eight o'clock in the morning. I arranged with the kid's dad to have um, the kids when needed. And I was on a plane 10 days after this initial phone call um, to do, I did four weekends over four months of prac and the rest of it was done online. So I did my training through the Institute of Applied Psychology um, in Sydney, and it was absolutely incredible. So I did um, I did it with alongside um, strategic psychotherapy as well, which I'll touch on the psychotherapy component shortly because it's such a powerful modality as well. So as I mentioned, I was at the gym and I was listening to this thing about hypnotherapy and I'd always had a spiritual side. I had um, gotten into meditation, learning psychometry, learning how to you know, read energy, playing with oracle cards from when I was about 21. Um, but through my 20s, I'd had a bit of a partying lifestyle and I really didn't feel that they could coexist together. So I kind of put the spirituality stuff on the back burner while I just kind of lived my life, had a lot of fun. Um, I had some babies in there and then really started to find myself again, you know, quite a few years later. But the thing about hypnotherapy that I was drawn to is that how can people just change their mind about something in 
you know, one, two, three sessions, you know, I was hearing people um, not only, you know, the usual stuff of, you know, quitting, smoking, losing weight, moving through anxiety, but really like completely turning their lives around. And it's so funny because when I got to Sydney and I got to the classroom and I was just like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm learning this stuff. All I wanted to know was how does this work? And I remember sitting down and our facilitator said, now you're probably wondering how hypnotherapy works. And you know, to be honest, we actually don't know how it works, but we know it does work and we know the strategies to do it. And I was like, of course, of course, that would be the way it is. Um, so I, I really, really enjoyed studying it and I really enjoyed doing the prac as well, not only practicing on so many people that I was in the classroom with, but also being able to move through so much of my own stuff as well. Like the, the good thing about doing um, prac for anything is that if you get to have it done on you, then you get to work through your own things as well. And so the the beautiful thing about hypnotherapy, the type that I studied, which was called Ericksonian technique, is that it's tailored for you know the, the person that you're working with, with the client. Um, and hypnotherapy has been around for many, many years. And the older way of doing it was with a script. Um, so the therapist would have a script for stopping smoking, um, losing weight, you know, reducing anxiety, all of these things. But it only had about a 60% success rate um, because of the script. And it might not have been in alignment with what the client needed and it wasn't really tailored to them. So I was really excited to be learning this particular um, mode of hypnotherapy, like I said, the Ericksonian technique, um, because it was coupled with psychotherapy. We went for, like, say, for example, someone was coming in because they wanted to quit smoking. Instead of doing all the hypnotic techniques to, you know, help them stop smoking, it could be, um, you know, creating suggestions about, you know, putting the cigarette in a different hand, having a mint instead of a cigarette, you know, asking the questions, you know, well, what does it taste like? Can you change the taste of it? All of these things, all of these beautiful techniques that we can do. The part about psychotherapy coming into it is that instead of going, well, you know, we'll just help you stop smoking, we'll go for why do you smoke? And a lot of people I found, um, and I used to be a smoker, so I can absolutely um, attest to this, that I had a belief system that smoking would actually help me reduce anxiety or de-stress. It was like, oh gosh, I'm just so stressed today. I need a cigarette or I need alcohol or I need to go shopping or whatever the thing is. And so the part about the strategic psychotherapy says, well, if you're experiencing anxiety, what does that look like to you? Why are you experiencing anxiety? How do you determine what you're experiencing is anxiety? And we just take the client on a different journey through that. And so I really, really love that because it had such a high success rate and you get to support the client on such a different level. Um, And so one of the things that we learned as well in the hypnotherapy prac is that there is so much of the um, language of NLP, so that's that neuro-linguistic programming, that actually crosses over into hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. It's all about asking, you know, as the therapist, um, asking the questions you know, asking the clients to take them on a journey essentially inwards um, and asking them questions that they may not have had the opportunity to even consider and ask themselves. And so it was recommended that we study NLP as well. 
And I was very lucky that at the time, um, the gym that I was running, the um, the owner, who was a friend of mine, was also, she was in the personal development space um, and she was putting together a program for um, NLP practitioner and master certification um, with a colleague of her in, hers in the industry. And so I didn't actually have to travel for it. I was able to do this, um, this program in Brisbane, which... I'm going to probably do a separate episode about that because there is so much in it about what actually came up for me. And I loved doing the certification through the Institute of Applied Psychology. Um, I found it so beneficial. It was very professional. There was lots of support as well. Um, I liked that I could do all of the non-prac um, online. So obviously I was in Brisbane, they were based in Sydney. So I only had to do the four weekends over four months prac um, in Sydney um, at the Sydney University in Newtown. Um, but what the, the thing with NLP is that um, I really had the spotlight turned on me to go on my own healing journey. Whereas even though I was doing, you know, sort of parts of that through hypnotherapy, um, I was kind of keeping a lot to myself as well, just sort of thinking to myself at the time, oh, I'll just learn how to help other people and, you know, I'll forget about myself in the process, um, which was kind of a toxic trait of mine for quite some time. So learning, learning all about hypnotherapy, psychotherapy and NLP was such a game changer for me because what it allowed me to do is essentially question everything in life, question all of the ways in which I was conditioned to believe certain things and asking the questions like, where did this come from? Is it true? And if it's not in alignment with the person that I'm wanting to become or choosing to be, then what? And so not only has it completely transformed my life, um, but I use it in my, you know, my coaching with my clients as well now. Um, you know, some of the questions that I get to ask my clients when I'm taking them through things, they'll say to me, wow, I've never, I've never thought of it like that. And I've never really considered it like that. And so I just, I just love it so much because there is so much more to the human mind than our own minds, our own conscious minds can even comprehend. And to me, living a conscious life, you know, I am a conscious life coach. Living a conscious life means having awareness. Okay. So, you know, consciousness equals awareness. Um, it's about understanding, you know, what is going on in the mind? What is it that I am believing about myself or the world around me that I perhaps always believe and never really taken a look at that's ultimately shaping my experience here on earth as a human and it's really funny. I just want to um, touch on the hypnotherapy again, because there is so much misconception out there about hypnosis. Now, obviously there's some, you know, incredible stage performers of hypnosis. Um, and honestly, if I had a dollar for every time I mentioned hypnotherapy and someone asked if I'm going to make them cluck like a chicken, I would be coming to you live from my yacht in the Bahamas. <laughs> um 
And even though, um, you know, stage hypnosis absolutely has a place, it is very different to um, a clinical environment. So the clinical hypnotherapy or even just, um, you know, through the coaching space as well. There's a number of life coaches out there that have done, you know, um, some sort of training in, in, in hypnosis, whether it's just therapeutical or whatever it is. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's so many different aspects to it, but I, I assure you it is not like what you may have seen on stage, um, where people just fall asleep and then end up, you know, clucking like chickens and doing all sorts of things for a few laughs on the stage. Um, there, like I said, there's some incredible stage hypnotists, um, but there's just so much more to it as well. And I honestly, it was, learning all of this stuff was such a game changer in my life. And not only that, it's had a ripple effect as well. Like I use um, some of these techniques with my children and they're, you know, my daughter is eight and my son is six, you know, so they're still, you know, um, still within that imprinting age of taking in all this information around them. And if I didn't have awareness of this theta brainwave or knowing that, you know, what information they're taking in, then it could have been a very different experience for them as well. And so not only am I here to create change in my own life, create change in, um, you know, the life of all of my clients and the people that come to work with me, either through my programs or one-on-one, but also my children as well. Um, my partner, he's, um, he's actually studied NLP. He's a graphic designer um, and website developer by trade. And he actually went on to study NLP because he is a, um, an avid BMX rider. He's um, very, very skilled, very good at what he does, um, holds national titles in the sport. And he actually um, you know, really wanted to um, support some of the younger kids that were coming through in the sport as well. And so he's become a mindset coach for, um, for BMX kids. And so the ripple effect that that's then had, you know, by me studying this, talking to him about it, him getting really interested in it, and then, you know, going out, learning it for himself and, you know, developing programs and one-on-one support, it's changed the lives of so many people. So if you're brand new to this, this might be absolutely mind-blowing for you. Perhaps you've heard of these things before and you're, you know, wanting some more information about it, Um, or perhaps you've experienced NLP before or or you've had hypnotherapy, um, you know, wherever at you're at in your journey. Um, I'm so glad to be bringing you as much information as I possibly can. Um, so I will, um, I will wrap it up shortly. I'm just, I'm just very conscious of, um, you know, keeping these episodes fairly short, but I promise I will do a whole episode on what actually transpired through my NLP training because it's an absolute doozy. I know that you're absolutely going to love it. Um, and I love sharing about my journey because I know that someone out there will no doubt be inspired by it and it could change their lives. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you love the Enlightened Podcast and the biggest compliment you can give me is subscribing to this podcast, sharing it and leaving a rating and review. Feel free to follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Jen Hamilton Official. And the podcast handle is Enlightenment underscore podcast. You can also find the video version on YouTube on my channel. Just search Enlightenment and don't forget to hit subscribe. Have a beautiful day and enjoy living the enlightened journey of life.